Hello everybody, today we are doing soft pastel drawings of your child or your grandchild. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, professional development, and workshops. Let's get started with soft pastels. And I have multiple sets. This is Rembrandt. And I actually really like these new pastels for doing the initial line sketch because they're harder. And you can see also they are rectangular, which means they have a harsher edge. I don't really like these for later on, but they're very helpful. Who here, tell me in the chat, has done a drawing of a child? Because Amanda says, I avoid drawing kids. They are so hard. I don't draw them very much either. And this stream, the idea was given to me by Blue Wolf. And so this is a new challenge that I haven't gotten a chance to really tackle. And by the way, there's not going to be reference photos for people today because the reference photo I'm using is of my kid and I have a pretty strict rule that I don't share photos of them online, even though they're not babies anymore. So apologies for that. But who here has kids? Kids? Grandkids? Because, oh boy, <laughs> parenting is a real adventure. Who here is a parent? Tell me in the chat. And if you are not a parent, tell me what kind of kid you were like. <laughs> because I was a nightmare. I don't know how my parents put up with me. I'm blocking in the shoulders and she's wearing a really stripy shirt. So I'm looking forward to getting in those colors. And by the way, my inspiration for today is this drawing by Peter Paul Rubens that he did of his son because the photo that I'm using has a similar pose the child looking downwards, big chipmunk cheeks. But the other person that I recommend people look at and who I think draws children better than anybody else would be Mary Cassatt. Not just because she draws children so well, but also because she's got extraordinary pastel technique. And I feel like Degas gets a lot of attention for that. But her not as much, which is frustrating because she's got chops. And one thing I want people to notice here, the outlines at the bottom, how loose they are, how abstract they are. And then you obviously the progression into the face, but also these super dramatic strokes at the top. But then Mary Cassatt also has images like this one which are a lot more faint. It's a lighter touch. She's not pressing down as much physically onto the paper. 
And this one too is very soft and has pretty much no details. There's really no line. You don't really feel like there's any edges. And so take a look at these artists when you get a chance because they really, I think, are great examples because I don't know what it is about babies, but have you noticed a lot of drawings of babies, they either look like little old men <laughs> or they look like aliens really hard to draw their proportions are so strange their proportions don't line up for example i'm already noticing that the top part of the head i'm making it's not long enough so i'm actually going to trim on the side because her eyes are really low I'm going to approximate that the eyes are maybe around here because she's got a huge forehead. And actually, <laughs> I think she was about six months in the photo that I'm using. And she went through this bald face. <laughs> Anybody see this with babies? She just had so little hair on the side. It was all patchy and weird looking. And then the other thing about babies that I didn't know about is because they sleep, they actually end up with a big bald patch on the back of their head because when they're sleeping on their backs, they move around. And so she had a bald patch in the back and on the side. She just looked really, really weird. <laughs> the cheeks are super prominent. And they're pretty separate than the chin. Yeah, God, these cheeks are gigantic. Although my other kid had mega chipmunk cheeks. I mean, they were like hanging below her chin. I don't do a ton of eraser work, but sometimes if I just really want to move something over... You can do it with salt pastels if you keep it light enough. It's not really something I recommend when you get later into the drawing. And I think I'm going to channel Mary Cassatt's very light touch because I think a lot of you have seen me do the more rigorous strokes. So I think stylistically that'll be fun for me to play around with since it's not really something I do. So I'm gonna do a very light incremental build. And I'm not gonna go super rigorous because typically I like that way more, but let's do a change of pace. That's always a good thing. Yeah. One of the things I like about this photo I'm sorry, I really wish I could share it with you. I just feel weird about it because I don't share photos of my kids online. But she just looks really focused. Like she looks like she's really, really thinking about it. Yeah, I'm using the new pastels. It's just this basic set. And I like them because they're harder. 
in the beginning, I don't like to have pastels that are super soft because they get really messy. And you don't really want that when you want to have a line that's more clear, which is what I want right now. I also notice I'm drawing pretty slow. Uh, for me, <laughs> this is really slow. But I guess part of that is just the buildup of the marks that I want to try to get. Plus, it's good to step outside of your normal routine. See, this is why I don't like doing erasers very much, because you can end up with little strokes. I'm not worried because I'm going to go over it, but that, that's one danger that there is. And on a mouth, this is the same case with an adult, is you have these little pockets. I'm making them a little bit darker that are on the edges of the mouth. And this is very helpful because that's one thing that prevents the lip from floating. It makes the lip feel like it's more embedded into the form. Wow, she's got a tiny nose. I feel like my nose way too big. But yeah, it's really hard because you can't rely on any proportional thing that you might use for an adult. You can't use it for a kid. It just doesn't apply. I would like to know who are the grandparents in this chat? Because, oh man, it must be awesome. People tell me that being a grandparent is just the best thing. It's like you get all the fun parts of the kid, but then you don't have to deal with any of the hard stuff. You get spoiled and rotten. It, it just sounds like a great experience. I, I'm very much looking forward to that. I think the best description I've ever heard of parenting was, it's the best and worst thing to ever happen to you. And I think that is so accurate because it's really hard. Being a parent, I think it's just the hardest thing in the world. It's just, oh my God, it just screws with you. I mean, literally some days as a parent, I feel like I'm losing my mind. That That's how it feels a lot of the time. She has an oddly pointy chin. Weird. I wasn't really expecting that. Okay, some quick strokes to indicate some of the hair. And for the shirt, I'll just put in a couple basic lines that indicate the structure because there's a lot of wrinkles in here. And I think that's more what I want to show. I'll do the stripes later on. I feel like the stripes are not helpful at this stage. Feels kind of good to draw nice and light. It's just not something I do very often. So now I'm doing some tweaking because I do want to get into color pretty soon. All right, let's see what people are saying in the chat. 
Yes, <laughs> snap. <laughs> Just when you think you've got a handle, the child grows up and surprises you with something else. Oh, I know. And they will go through phases. My kid went through this phase where she just was eating bananas, was eating so many. And so I keep buying bananas. And then one day she just stopped. <laughs> so we eat so many bananas. It's really silly. Oh, good, Ginger. I'm a grandchild. My grandma spoils me. I'm always envious of people that have grandparents because I didn't grow up with grandparents. I never met any of them. And it's a relationship that I just didn't have an experience with. Oh, Orangina says, love to sketch the two kids I babysit for. Yeah, that is really fun. Yeah, so I know obviously not everybody here is a parent or grandparent, but if you're doing a drawing, because we will have a chat where everybody can share their stuff after the stream. You can draw a picture of any child. It doesn't have to be your own child. It could be a picture of you when you were a kid. Oh, Shannon says, I want to do portraits of my three grandkids. Oh, that is so great. Okay, Don Jell says, I don't even know where or how to start with oil pastels never used before. Okay, to be clear, these are soft pastels. But if you just type into YouTube, Art Prof Oil Pastels, you'll see we have a lot of tutorials on that. Sarah says, I've been itching to do a triptych of my daughter, my mother, and me, all as eight years old. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that idea, Sarah. And Seven Angelic says, I think I once heard a rule that for kids in cartoons, making the eyes lower was a way to get them looking right. Well, I think it's just their heads are gigantic. And so their facial features are a much smaller portion than a human. I mean, I feel like if I had baby proportions, my eyes would be like down here. I have this giant forehead. Shannon's asking, what paper are you using? I think it's Strathmore pastel paper. It's a little tinted. So if you see, it's a little bit bluish and that's gonna be helpful when I start doing highlights, you'll see them a lot more clearly. Chastity says, grew up self-taught in the eighties and nineties. It wasn't until a community college art teacher taught me the grid method when I was 37 that I finally decided to draw my daughter as a two-year-old. I love that so much. I wish I had done more pictures, drawings of my kids, but oh my gosh, that first year with kids is rough. It's so hard. And it's hard to just function, much less <laughs> do any artwork. So yeah. Like, you think to yourself, oh, I can handle it. It's like, oh my gosh, just the physical pain of giving birth and breastfeeding wasn't easy. It's, it's a rough year for a lot of parents. And if they say it's not, they're lying. little bit more on the hair. I just want to show the direction of the hair. Okay. So this hair is going downwards. 
And then this hair has a slight diagonal to it. Their hair is so soft. Actually, <laughs> it's a Chinese tradition to save the baby hair and to make a brush out of it. I, I just love that. I, I wish we had done that with my kids. We didn't, but it is a really cool tradition. And I'm finding that I keep needing to trim on the sides. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more on the right. So this is one thing I do when I have an eraser that's really gross. I just take a sheet of paper and then that cleans the edge and then it's less likely that I'm going to get crap on my drawing. So here I'm just, oh my God, shoot, that's, that's not good. That's not what's supposed to happen. I'm not going to pick too much because there's just so many other things that need to get done first. By the way, everybody, tell me, what is your experience with soft pastels? If you don't have any, or maybe even oil pastels, which are actually really different than soft pastels. The concept's the same, but oil pastels are just really chunky and textured and not good for doing smooth things. Soft pastels, the opposite. Very good for doing soft stuff. Because I was never that into soft pastels, but I started doing them for the live streams and that was really nice to do. Okay, I'm gonna take a quick progress shot because I know a lot of people really appreciate seeing that. Just make sure that photo, oh, it didn't come out good. Okay, hang on a second. I'm just gonna push it up like this for a minute so I can get a decent photo. Let's see if that came out okay. It's not great. It's really hard to take a picture of something when the lighting is not quite right. Okay, anyway. Shannon says, I did a pencil portrait of my newborn nephew 15 years ago with that puffy newborn face. And my brother said, yeah, he doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> Have you noticed? My uh, family member just had a baby. And I think he's like four months. And when they're newborns, oh, they look so weird. And just now at about four months, he's starting to look like a person. <laughs> they just look like weird alien things. Okay. What I'm going to do now is start blocking in some of the highlights, which are on this side. And for that... I do like putting down a nice opaque white. So I make sure stuff is really going to be solid. Although, I don't know. What about this purple? Oh, I don't think I like that. Or maybe since it's blue, maybe I could have a slight tint of a yellow. 
Let's see. Uh, that's too bright. I think I do need white. Okay, let's see. Do we even have white? Oh, there we go. Okay. Let's try that. Because it's not going to stay white. It's a little peachy on the side. But I think with soft pastels, the most important thing is layering a lot. Usually in a soft pestle drawing, it's three or four layers at least. And if you have a layer at the bottom that's thin or maybe the color's a little bit transparent, the white is really opaque. So it's a great ground. But you've got to have that because then I can build the other colors over the white. So right now, what I'm really going to focus on is just big patches. This is more a value thing right now. It, it's less about color. But I am being conscious of my strokes. And notice I'm drawing with the side. I'm not drawing with the tip. The tip makes things harder. And so here I'm just blocking in various strokes, patches of color as opposed to lines of color. You can see in the beginning, I started fairly light. So I can do a quick pass over the whole thing. But now I'm starting to press a little bit darker. Yeah, I think at the very least, so this is a pretty dark pink area but I'm going to put a light pass of white just so it has that ground. And a little bit here. So none of this is actually white on the left-hand side. It's pretty dark, but I'm just laying this in there. I think I made her forehead too big. That's okay. I'll go and fix it later. All right. So that's the first pass. But now I really want to press harder in a couple spots. So you'll see what's very important with soft pastels is to block in varying degrees of physical pressure. So here, I didn't press very hard. Here, I pressed very hard. In fact, I'm going to do more of that. And I am already thinking about edges. This is a pretty harsh edge. This is a softer edge. A little touch of the bottom of the lip. So that's another very important concept when it comes to soft pastel is physical pressure. What is the physical pressure you are exerting 
onto the soft pestle. And you want to vary that up. If you draw everything with the same degree of physical pressure, it gets boring really fast. It's so weird the way her ear is so high up. It's very strange looking. <laughs> okay, I do want to do a couple patches down here that are almost the same value. So actually, there's a very light pink and lavender in the piece that I'm just going to block in. That lavender, let's see, maybe this color? Yeah, that's pretty good. Let me try that. I always have a scrap sheet of paper. Yeah, that's good. Okay, and let's peel this because I always peel the pastels and usually about that width is pretty good. If you have it rolled up like this, you really are just going to draw the tip and the side of the soft pastel is very, very important. Oh, and actually I got to shake this off. Hang on a second. There's a lot of powder here. <clears throat> Normally I would do that into the trash, but I'm not going to do that right now. Okay. So here, I mean, when you guys see how complicated this shirt is, you'll, you'll see <laughs> what's tricky about it. And I was lucky that I had a friend who had twins that were exactly a year older than my kids. And so I had hand-me-downs, oh my gosh, for 10 years. I didn't buy a single piece of kid clothes because she would just give us all the hand-me-downs because kids, they grow so fast. It's like you give them an outfit and then two weeks later, it doesn't fit them anymore. And so that was such a relief to have that and to not feel like, oh, I had to spend so much money for an outfit that she's only going to wear for such a short period of time. I do think it's very important to get all these colors in place. There's also a very frosty blue color. It's pretty light, though. Let me see if this one might be too dark. Just see what that looks like. Yeah, that's way too dark. I think there's one, maybe this one. No, that's a little too purple. I hope they have something like that. Oh, maybe this. Oh, that's better. Okay, yeah. Very different. Okay. This is tricky because the stripes and the clothing. Oh, shoot. Yuck, but totally disintegrated. Okay, let's get rid of that. Oh no, I don't have much of this blue left. So one thing I'm going to do, because this shirt is super stripy, it's more about patches of color than it is about getting, okay, a really clear cut pattern. 
because it's all wrinkled. I used to really hate doing patterns. Tell me in the chat, what's your take on drawing patterns? Because they're hard. It's very difficult. You know what's the worst is plaid shirts. I don't like painting those. I was in a portrait class when I was in art school. And I remember the model had this turquoise plaid shirt. And it was such a pain. <laughs> it was not good. It was really hard to paint. I mean, first of all, the color in itself was a pain. But ugh, then all those patterns. Okay, let's see if there's a good yellow. That's good. Although, hmm, might want one that's a little bit more warm. That one's sort of, oh, yuck. That's like orange. Let's try this one. Hmm. Maybe I'll put down yellow and put white over it. Yeah, that probably needs some white. Okay, I'll put down the yellow and then I'll put white down over it because this is an example of a color that is pretty transparent that it really does need that white to feel more transparent. Yeah, oh my gosh. So let's do that before I forget. Is this white? I think it is. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I just don't even know what color is what. So that gives the yellow. Just a little more substance. It doesn't feel so transparent. Okay, let's see what people are saying in the chat. George says, I got to the point where I sit in a rocking chair holding the baby while rocking him back to sleep while being 99% asleep myself. Oh, the sleep thing. That is so rough. <laughs> Which is why when I was teaching in art school, students would say to me, oh my gosh, I'm so asleep. I'm like, you guys do not understand true sleep deprivation until you've had a baby. It's really, really hard. Yeah. One day when the kids are several months old, you wake up feeling really peculiar. Then you realize they slept through the night and the peculiar feeling is rested. Yeah. I remember the first time my kids slept six hours. It was the most amazing sleep I'd gotten in months. Ginger says, soft pastels are my favorite drawing medium. I use them all the time. Shannon says, I just started experimenting with soft pastels. I've used oil pastels a few times before. I did a stream last week where I used the Sennelier oil pastels. And I think it was Blue <laughs> Wolf who said, it's like drawing with lipstick. It is. It's so crazy soft. I found it frustrating for that reason. I think in the future, if I use it, I'll only use the Sennelier for the very last bit. 
oh, I know, Seven Angelic, so messy. It's just so much powder and it gets all over you. I, I feel like I have to wash all my clothes afterwards. And Orangina says, yours is gorgeous at this moment. Well, I don't think so, but <laughs> there is something nice about the early stages, which I think is interesting. Luna says, not really good with patterns, but I would love to make an artwork with them one day. That's why I'm really jealous of Lauren. If you guys go to Lauren's Instagram, it's Lauren Red Welch. Oh my God. Her patterns are just stunning. And I would never have the guts to do portraits like that. Kathy says, never sure which way to go with patterns. Sometimes I barely suggest them. Sometimes reproduce meticulously. Sometimes just leave them out. Well, that's a really great way to phrase it, Kathy, that you don't always have to make patterns super clear. Sometimes they can just be barely suggested, as you say, and other times you do want them to really pop and be very graphic. Snap Sketch says, I'm trying to figure out with limited colors of pastels how to get the color I want, but also not overblend it. I think it's okay to do a lot of layering and blending. The thing that I would recommend is when you're going in here and doing things, don't smudge with your finger. I do that at the very end because when you smudge with your finger, you're just spreading the pastel. Whereas if I put down a stroke, you can see the direction that the stroke moves this way. If you smudge, there's no direction. It's just a big smear, which sometimes you want, but it's not something I would do at the beginning because it also tends to make your drawing pretty muddy and you don't want that either. Okay. There's this one really bright magenta that I don't think I cannot put in. Let me see if this is a good fit. That's really purple. I want one that's a little bit more red. See this one? That's a little bit better. Still feels a little bit dark to me. Let me try this. Hmm. I want it just a little bit lighter. I just feel like the value isn't great. But a lot of these reds are, are very cadmium red-like. Let me try this. This is probably too light. Oh, actually, that's it. Oh my God, that's the color. In the pastel set, it looked really orange. But then when I put it here, it really made sense. Isn't that weird? All right, let's do it. That's why this scrap sheet of paper is so important because you can really see the color. I mean, oftentimes... My pastels are so gross. I don't even know what color half of these are. And so that's why, again, that sheet of paper is very, very helpful. Okay. This is the most prominent color. And I just want to make sure I make it present enough. Because there's a lot of colors in here that have light value, but I can't do that here. Oh, I really like that. I'm so surprised. Like that is not 
the color that I thought it was going to be. I had no idea it was going to work here. So oftentimes we make assumptions about colors. We think this is the wrong color, but you just really don't know until you've put it down. Isn't this shirt so cute? It's a pain to draw, but... And actually, there's a little apple here. <laughs> Maybe I can do a little bit. I'll just hint at the outside. I don't want to draw too much of it. Oh, stuff keeps breaking on me. I'll just do a little touch because it's a pretty important part of the shirt. I don't want to leave that out. And actually, there's a light green. That's a good green, yeah. And there's a big patch of white here. Okay, let's finish up some of that pink. Yeah, this, this is so slow for me. Like, I'm not used to drawing this slow. And I, I sort of feel like I should draw faster, but I'm just going to try something different. The one material where I really do draw slow would be watercolor. I can't deal with watercolor if I try to draw fast. It's too much of a pain. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's the exact green that I'm looking for. <laughs> Tell me in the chat, by the way. What do you think your pace is when you're making work? For example, do you feel like you are always drawing at the same pace for the most part? Or are you like me where you change your pace according to the media? Because I think that's a really good thing to be conscious of, is to say to yourself, what is my pace? And how does the pace affect what I'm doing? Ugh, I can't find any of the pastels. I should have put them in one spot. Now we can't find them. Because usually when I draw, I, I do really like drawing fast. But when I paint, I'm a pretty slow painter. Then again, for me, painting is not as intuitive. I feel like drawing really is for me. Drawing, I can really play more. I guess painting, I'm still not super confident with my skills. Okay, there's one more color I'm missing. There's this darker lavender. Let me see if this is the right color for that. Oh, that's it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I love it when that happens. <laughs> All right, yeah, this purple's pretty prominent. And by the way, 
it's possible I may not do much more to the shirt. I just need the color in there. That, that's the key thing. If I don't have the color, then it's really hard to know what to do. Okay, and then very, very briefly, I need something that's not too dark. Let's see if this works. That's okay. Okay, what I'm going to do now is, oh, that's not dark enough. I need something darker in value. It's probably too dark. I, I'm a little hesitant to put down something that is fairly dark. Yeah, that's way too dark. Ew, I didn't even know that was red. Maybe this. Ah, sorry. Let's try that. That's a nice mild neutral color. That's not dark enough. Shoot. Let me go back to that brown that I had. Yeah, that's okay. All right, let's do that. Just some basic strokes to indicate more some of the folds. I do think that helps so it doesn't just feel so floppy everywhere. Especially here underneath the face, there's quite a bit of darkness. So you can see here, a lot of people think, oh, let's articulate the face. But actually what I'm doing is I'm articulating the face with the shirt. So sometimes to work on a part of the face, it is actually more efficient to work on the shirt because the shirt does help define what is happening. All right, that feels okay. It, obviously, it needs a ton more work, but at least it's in there, and then I can tackle the face. Okay, let's see what people are saying in the chat. Ben says, I'm loving your channel since I found it two weeks ago. I've been spending most of my weekends making art in between watching the other days I'm studying art. Oh, that's so fun, Ben. A lot of people tell me they like listening to our live streams when they're in the studio because... It just gives you something else to focus on. I love listening to music, but some days I want something that takes a little bit more of my attention away from the trying actually. So I don't ruminate because I do that a lot. Carolyn says, I definitely draw and paint too quickly. I think my work suffers because of that. I need to develop the ability to deliberately slow down. It's harder than it sounds. I mean, a lot of the time, especially if I'm working with something fairly fast like this, does everybody here know that feeling where you feel like you're drawing and your hand is a couple steps ahead of your head? And so you're working and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't know I got that far <laughs> in the drawing. And then it's too late because you can't go back for the most part. Seven Angelic says, roller coaster that I don't know where the twists are coming, but I'm here for the ride. That's such a great example. That's how I feel. Anna says, I've become a much better painter since I slowed down, but I actually think painting is a lot more intuitive than drawing. I have to think a lot 
before I paint, but then I can dive into it for hours. I think it depends. I'm the opposite, where for me, drawing is more intuitive. Painting, it still feels hard for me, even though I know how to pretty much get a handle on it. It, it doesn't feel like breathing yet. Drawing to me feels like breathing. I don't have to think so hard about it. Confession from Snap Sketch. Often totally guilty of outlining instead of using the background environment to define shapes. It, I mean, it makes sense. That's what most people, your first impulse is to draw the outline. But sometimes adding the background first is actually a lot easier. Speaking of backgrounds, Oh, and by the way, thank you so much, SnapSketch, for the super sticker. We so much appreciate your support. Everybody keep those super stickers coming because they do add up over time. Okay, the background, hmm, this is all peachy, orangey colors. I sort of feel like I want to do a dark blue in the background, but I... I'm not sure. Let me see what happens if I do. I'm, I'm just going to do a little patch here. Let's see how that looks. I don't know. That's just so dark in value that it's a little scary to put it down. I mean, that's really dark. I don't think I want that. Something lighter. Oh, no. That's going to fuse with the background. I think I like this one. Hang on a sec. Let's try that again. It's hard to say. Let's just do it. Why not? Let's go America Sot style. Now I'm going to go fast. because that will help me with the hair. Okay, wow, that's messy, okay. Ugh, I'll that powder off. All right, let's get back into the face. And I think I want to do those really bright patches of pink. I mean, a lot of people would think, okay, your first impulse is to outline all the features. But she's got major pink. I don't want to use this one. This is the same one that I used before. But that's, I, I need one that's got a little more yellow in it. Uh, this is probably too pink. Let me see. That's okay. I don't know. Maybe I really do need to use this one. I'll, I'll just put it down and then I'll layer other colors on top of it. So it's not the exact same color as what's happening in the shirt. Okay. It, it really is this cheek here which is just super bright. 
So this is more just blocking in patches. And then you'll see when I put in some of the other stuff, it's going to be easier. Oh, I need to take a progress photo. Shoot. Totally forgot to do that earlier. Do that right now. Just try that one more time. get back into that pink. Oh, actually, this is darker, but I think it's better. Yeah, because I need a little more value down here. I feel like that's a little too light. But I think the important thing with color is that you distribute it. You don't want to just put it in one spot. Because actually, there's quite a bit of this pink in the ear. Quite a bit here in the middle, too. A lot near her mouth. All right, so that gets the center of face blocked in. I got to get the value of the hair. I feel like it should be that dull brown that I had, but let me see if this burnt sienna. Oh, that's too light. I think I need that brown again. Of course, now I can't find it. Although maybe I should use the Rembrandt's. Might be a better choice. Here are two browns, and that one's pretty mild. Oh, that one's really dark. I'll use this one for later. Let me just start with this lighter one, because I do need more value in here. But I don't want to do value that's super strong. I do want to keep it fairly light. By the way, who's drawing along with me? No problem if you can't. I know some people would rather just watch, but it is really fun in the Discord afterwards when we can see all the cool stuff everybody did. Yeah, this is her bald spot. <laughs> That's a very big patch of value. So I felt okay just throwing that in there. These hairs I might wait till later. Okay, and then I'm gonna put the darker brown over it. And this I'm really gonna press hard. I need the value. Something a little more graphic. 
And up here, her hair's sort of going up and down. And so that's where I'm going to change my stroke. Have the strokes you put down follow the way the hair is going. So actually, I need to add more white up there because actually, I think I need this use this like peachy color. Because I want to be able to draw the brown over the skin. So you can see, actually, I added too much skin, but that was on purpose. And since I'm putting in this color, I should probably toss it in some of these other spots, too. So it doesn't feel so random. Because ultimately, that's what you want. You want the colors to feel well distributed. You don't want to just put one spot with color and then never put that color anywhere else. So usually just as a rule of thumb, if I put down a color, I'm not going to just put it in one spot. All right, we need some more of this brown. I feel like I'm losing the chin. And down here too, there's quite a bit of dark. Let's let that sink in. Maybe a touch of shadow here. Because I don't want the head to feel like it's separated from the shirt. I want it to sink a little more. So these darker tones of brown should help. Okay, let's get rid of all the powder okay let's see what people are saying in the chat tanish says how do i get more patient with my drawings i find myself going too fast not giving myself time to draw things that i'm capable of drawing any exercises it's not a dumb question i think it's a great question you could try timing yourself and to say, okay, this drawing, an hour. And if you hit 30 minutes and you feel like you're done, you have to push yourself to find more things to do. Because oftentimes we hit a point, I call it the plateau, where we know <laughs> we need to fix it, but we oftentimes don't know. And so sometimes what I'll do is I'll look at my drawing in mirror. And so seeing the flipped version can really help. Another thing too, is I step way back. I'll put the drawing on one side of the room, walk to the other side. Hopefully it's not a tiny room and stepping back really is a very revealing experience because, you know, if I'm up close here, you don't really see the big picture so much. But if you step back, you'll notice, especially proportional things, are much easier to catch if it's from fall away. Yeah, snap sketch. What helped was stopping and asking for feedback in our Discord. If you guys aren't in the Discord, you better come join. It's where all the cool kids hang out. Don't you want to be cool? <laughs> I was never cool. So now I'm like, okay, I'm cool. I'm in this Discord. <laughs> But yeah, it's a huge part 
of the process is getting feedback because I don't think a lot of people get feedback, especially if you're self-taught and you live in a remote area. In fact, tell me in the chat, who here does get feedback and where do you get it? Who here gets it once in a while and who here has never gotten feedback because feedback just totally changes the rhythm of working. Oftentimes people look at my work and they point out things. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that because we're blind when we look at our work. We cannot figure out on our own what to fix. I, I've been doing this forever and I still need the feedback. And you got to ask the right people <laughs> because you can't just ask people. And yes, it's great. Like that's actually not very helpful. So somebody who's really good at honest feedback is Kat. <laughs> she came to Salt Lake City in August and I did that Moulin Rouge commission. And she looks at it. She says, Clara, that's really stiff. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> oh my good. This is what I need to hear. Because you know, if you post it to your followers, of course they're going to be supportive. But if you talk to somebody who's willing to do that, it's fantastic. Oh, fantastic. I'm so glad you're here, Alexander. I'm binging every single video in prep for my art school portfolio in Belgium. Oh, I would love to go to Belgium. Sounds so cool. I actually don't know a lot about Belgium. So Alexander, if you want to give me a little bit of trivia about... Belgium. I don't even know what Belgium food is like. All, all I really know about is Belgium. Is it frites? I, I don't know how to say it. But that's it. I don't know anything else. <laughs> and that to me is the best part of traveling is the food. <laughs> By the way, anybody here who is preparing an art school portfolio, we do have an art school portfolios group that meets in the Discord. That's really fun. Link is in the YouTube video description below. It's 30 to $40 a month. We have voice sessions. You get lots of feedback. I write super long, nerdy critiques. And that's a great place because oftentimes with portfolios, people don't get help until their portfolio is finished, at which point there's not a lot we can do to help you. Yeah, Jelly Jill says, my art friends only compliment, probably because they know how much criticism hurts. But yeah, I'm not very helpful. I know there's something wrong. Good criticism, in my opinion, shouldn't hurt. It should be constructive. It should inspire you to want to work on it more. To me, that's a sign of a good critique. If you get a critique and you just feel like garbage, that's not a good critique. If you get a critique and you know what is the path moving forward and you feel excited to move forward. That is a good critique. And honestly, a lot of people are not good at critiques. Who here has gotten a bad critique? And why was it bad? Was it just not helpful? One of my frustrations, bad critiques that are vague. When people just say, oh, push it or be yourself. It's just not helpful <laughs> to get specific. Yes, Kat is fantastic. <laughs> Daniel, we all need an honest friend like that. Oh, Kat does not hold back. <laughs> oh, good, Kathy, because I was a little hesitant. I still don't like them very much. What I might do at the end is do like really dark blue on top because it's not helping me very much in terms of value. 
Oh, okay. Fries are Belgium. Beer and chocolate as well. Art is really big. As well, we have like art high schools. I'm planning on going to the Royal Academy of Fine Arts for painting in Antwerp. That's so great. I just think it depends on where you are, but there are some communities that really value the arts. There's other places where the arts are an afterthought. And I went to a high school like that, public high school, that was very academically strong. But if you weren't an athlete or scoring whatever amount the SATs are, I think it's 2000. Nobody cared about you. It was really obnoxious. Just no appreciation. Yeah, this can get awkward. Seven Angelic, I don't reach out for feedback from anyone close to me because I feel weird asking for it. It's hard to find people that will really talk to you. I mean, my former professor, Andrew Raftery at RISD, I talk to him all the time about the work I'm doing. And I feel like because I trust him so much, whatever he says to me has a lot of weight. And I really, really listen to him. Okay. Let's get some clarity happening. And I don't want to just use all these warm colors. So I do want to put an olive green. Let's see. Oh, that's too light. I need one that's more muted and maybe a touch darker. Uh, that's okay. Let's try that. Because actually there's a lot of green in skin tone. It can just help liven up. So instead of just brown, it's like a neutral green that happens, especially in the shadows. And so some people might say, well, but I don't see the green. You have to train your eye. I mean, because this is red, I know the shadow is not going to be gray. It's actually going to have a little touch of green because the red is there. And I know it looks like a big blob right now, but it is going to get better, I hope. <laughs> so really the green here, it's going over the brown, but I'll probably put brown over the green again. But even over here... The green's just a nice change of pace because it is really easy to just fall into all of these colors that are too warm. Oh, that's too light. I need a darker blue. Maybe this one. Oh yeah, that's good. Okay. So the blue comes in. Mostly I'm adding it in the shadows. Certainly I can add more of that stuff in other spots, but for now it's just going to stay here. So now I'm thinking about color. Before this, I was just thinking about value, but now it really is a color thing. And so this is obviously too dark now, but I'll go in in a little bit and I'll clean it up. I really do think it's easier to make a mess than to try to really make things look neat. I mean, does anybody here feel like they're just making a big mess? <laughs> I do, for sure. And even this, which is a 
light lavender color, I can add some of that into the highlights. So it's not just pure white. So this is where the color starts to diversify. And I do want to get a little burnt sienna in here because, yeah, there's quite a bit. Actually, maybe this burnt sienna is better. Yeah, that's better. Okay, very light. So this is where you're almost creating a sandwich with the brown. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that color. Okay, nice. Well, I'm already seeing I need to bring that green back. The green sort of disappeared. A lot more of it in here. Like here, this got a little too dominant. And I also, I lost the peach. And so I'm going to add some of that peach back. So that's a lot of pastel is putting something down, losing it, bringing it back. That's all really very helpful. I'm going to put a little bit of red in the cheek here. Not a lot. Because that cheek is really red. It's really funny to me. <laughs> I'm losing the blue. So you can see I'm putting colors in. I put them back. It's all a process. I lost the edge of the nose too. So let's get that in with some of the blue back in there. So I'm curious, those of you who do figurative work, what is your take? on flesh tones. Because actually we have a workshop, we've got spots open November 18th, Portrait and Figure Flesh Tones. And that is a workshop where we're gonna focus specifically on how to get flesh tones because flesh tones to me are the most difficult flesh tone, uh, most difficult colors to do because skin is transparent. And what's very hard about that because it's transparent, there's no straightforward color to use. And that's where it gets very confusing. So tell me in the chat, who here, what, what, what's your take on flesh tones? Do you feel that you struggle? Are they straightforward? And the thing is, every single model has different flesh tones. You can't say, oh, if this person has dark skin, I can use that color scheme. You can't <laughs> for everybody else. You have to, and it depends on the lighting. If the lighting is from a window, it's different. If it's from incandescent light, it's different. Because flesh tones are really hard. I mean, I still struggle with them. They're not easy. 
lost the highlights on the mouth. Okay, so I know this looks like a big blob, but it's going somewhere. Believe me, it really is. <laughs> she lost some hair so a couple strokes in here to bring that back oh i should add some blue into the hair maybe a really dark blue okay let's see if this works oh yeah that would be nice okay awesome let's try that because again i don't want that hair to just be straight brown i wanted to have some cool areas as well Oh yeah, that really helps. Okay, it, it just looks so plain before. Oh, and actually this is also not, I need to put in some skin here because her hair is on top of that skin. Yeah, I don't have enough skin up here. It's just, she's so bald. I'll have to show this to my kid later. I'm just curious what her reaction's going to be. My kids hate it. If I try to even take a picture of them, they're really mad at me about that all the time. So now that they're older, I always have to ask. I can't just take a photo of them. They get really upset with me if I do that. Maybe a little more value here. Oh, and the ear needs a lot of work. I really should get back in there and make that more articulate. Okay. And I do need to take a progress photo. Let's do that. Oh, it's really hard to take a photo when I'm not getting up out of my chair. Okay, that's good. Okay. Now I think it's time. Oh, shoot. Oh, hang on a second, you guys. <laughs> I think my webcam froze. I have to reconnect it. Just give me a minute. And you can think about joining our Patreon group while I get that done. It'll just take a minute. What I really need is a webcam with a much longer wire. What? Did it again? Sorry, guys. Come on, come back.
while I'm doing that, tell me in the chat, what is your relationship with technology? We've done so much work here at ArtProf to make the tech as smooth as possible, but oh my God, there's always something. And between a staff of seven people is not easy. All right, I believe that's back, yes. Okay, I'm back. Okay, I'm gonna try hard not to bump that. Let's see. Okay. Let's do some of that dark stuff. And actually, I think I'm gonna see if I can find a dark purple to do that. Let's see. Let's start with that, and then I might pick a couple spots to go darker. But again, I'm not trying to go crazy with the value. And I'm going to really slow down here because I want the eyes to be pretty strong. You can see I did a little smudge, but nothing significant. And a little touch of her eyebrow. God, I really like just lost the eye on the other side. Oh, it's too well. Like to me, this part has to be slow or I can't deal. Oh, I made it too high. I gotta bring it back down. I'll just put a little bit on top. still too high. The other thing, everybody, is I think soft pastel is more fixable than people think. Things oftentimes feel very permanent when you're working. Does anybody feel that way that there's this phantom of the opera, past the point of no return with your pieces? Because I used to really think that a lot. And you know something? I've really changed my mind. I really don't think that's the case as much now. Especially with painting, I feel like I've figured out ways to make it more flexible, to not feel like I'm trapping myself into a corner. Also, I'm at the point where I really want to not overwork this. That is my chronic demon. It's very common for me to overwork stuff. And so that's another reason I'm really slowing down is so that I make sure I don't hit that point. I feel like my kid looks really focused. 
you know, it's like you can see the wheels turning type of thing. So you can see it's just so many colors built up. And you'll notice also, see how my strokes are getting smaller? In the beginning, they're pretty strong, but then after a little while, you have to cut back a bit. <clears throat> This is where, in my opinion, stuff really starts to come together. It's very funny. <laughs> People leave these funny comments. And they say, oh, I didn't think it was going anywhere. And then it just came together. It's like, yeah, it looks really bad for a very long time. Nobody makes a drawing that looks great the whole time. It just doesn't. The nostrils, I'm going to try to draw pretty clearly because that's not a spot where I want to have any confusion. And let's bring in back some of that burnt sienna because I'm losing the saturation. So in that situation, I am thinking about color. This is the philtrum. Some of you have probably heard me talk about that on an anatomy stream. And these are those pockets. So right now it's more about value because I just spent a long time working on color. So it's almost like you go back and forth. It's like, okay, right now I'm thinking about value. Right now I'm thinking about more colors. And so the more you can separate those two things, because I do think color is oftentimes way more distracting than value. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just feel like value is easier than color. So for me, it's pretty hard to get that to really work well. I got to go back in with some of that. I need some more of that white. I feel like the white got kind of lost. So let's, let's like really dig in here. Now I'm pressing hard. Because there, there's a pretty strong highlight here. There's this little pudgy spot of skin. And I'm also losing. So th this is the stage where, where stuff is just sort of disappearing. And you got to just keep putting it back. Okay. Shake that off. I think a touch more clarity around the lip. 
Actually, this pocket is pretty strong. We'll make that a little bit bolder. All right, let's do some dark stuff. I'm going to see if I can find a really dark blue. Let's just do a little bit of this. I don't want to use too much of this blue because it's pretty strong. But maybe in the eyes it'll help them pop better. I think I made the eyes too small. Too bigger. So in a spot like that, a lot of people would think, oh, I'll just use black. But the blue, you can see it does the job of the black without actually being black. Okay, so now I'm going to do a little bit of shading with my hand. Not a lot. And she probably needs some more. She's got these really cute eyelashes. I mean, I suspect one of the reasons people don't like drawing kids, not only do they have weird proportions, but I do think... Drawing kids, there's a risk of making the image look sort of saccharine sweet, which isn't what you always want. And it can look really cheesy really fast. And so I guess that's what I always worry about. Okay, let's really get the value in the lip. Oh, and there's this like dark magenta color in here. I think it's got to be a little bit darker. Let's see. It's a pretty dark purple. I'm going to do that and then I'm going to put some brown over it because it's not really that bright. getting there. It still needs a lot more work, in my opinion. Trying to get... See, the thing is, I don't want to make this piece too complicated, because I do like something that's a little bit more spontaneous. But let's get a little bit more articulation on the bottom lip. Like this really dark. This is blue. This is not black. But it's a nice contrast because it's the complementary color of all of these oranges, which is really helpful. And actually, you know something? There's this really light highlight on the side. I didn't put it in, but I should. Yeah, there's this really pretty highlight that sort of trickles downwards. So this is, on the side, this is reflected light. 
what I just drew, which is very helpful. I wonder if she has enough chin. Her chin isn't pointy enough. Let's get that back in there. Come on. I think more eyebrows. We need more of that dark brown. Actually, you know something? What I want is a dark reddish brown. I don't think I see it in here. Hmm. Maybe this? Oh, this is more red. Okay. Sort of like a dark burnt sienna. Just a touch more emphasis on the eyebrows. I also feel like I made the lip not wide enough. So you can see I am doing smudging, but it's limited. There's not a lot of it going on. Lost a little highlight here, and I think I do need a little more value. So you can see I rock back and forth between thinking about value and thinking about some of the other stuff with the color. Okay, let's just really dark spot here for the eye because that is darker in value than the blue. Not super happy with the nose. And I lost a lot of that green, so let's put some of that green back. More value up here. So you can see I'm jumping around. All right, we're going to really go to town on this brown. And actually, I am going to go really dark on that. Oh, actually, what about this turquoise color? Ooh, that's sort of nice. Let's do that for the background. All right. Yeah, I like that color better. Okay, up here, I am going to do some smudging because the hair is just really soft.
but I don't want to do too much. At the top, I am going to lighten this a little bit. Okay. I need like a dark brown. Oh, maybe this is a good one. This one has quite a bit of red. Oh, that's good. Okay, that's it. <laughs> now I'm going to make the hair really rich. And it's going to dissolve towards the top. And I'm going to bring down, there's these like really soft hairs that are coming down. So you can see this is the very end. And I am picking up my pace now. I am being more aggressive. I'm not going to draw the individual hairs more. I'm going to suggest the hairs coming down like that. Now you guys can see how bald she is. It's really funny to me. Ugh, the ear, I really did not go back to that. I said I was going to, and I just didn't. I think it needs a little bit of burnt sienna in there. Get that going. Just a couple strokes. I don't want anything too involved. So here I'm going to keep a very soft edge, a couple strokes of burnt sienna, make that a little more interesting. I don't like how messy this is, pull some of that out. All right, let's get in some of that dark blue. Getting there, it's so close. More brown on top because it got too blue. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Do you want to clean up this one spot? I feel like this got really messy. And then just a little touch of hair, just tightening this up a bit. I think that's pretty, I, obviously it needs way more work. But I think at this stage, I got to step away because otherwise I'm just going to keep picking. <laughs> Please join me in the Discord. I will be in the post live streams channel. We can chat and share some of the work we did and join our Patreon group. 
You get so many cool things. You get to share your art in weekly voice sessions, get support and critiques. And most of all, you find support in a small group of artists. ArtProf has services, artist calls, portfolio critiques, statement editing, and personal art curriculums. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye.